Yeah. Oh, man, this is going to be a fun recording. You got wind in the background. You got the road in the background. You got a screaming baby in the background. You got an angry wife in the seat next to me. Hey, screaming <laughs> kids, I can blank out. That's easy. Right? Why are we two Titans and a Hunter? Why are we different? Because we give you slice of life realism. Some people give you Destiny News. We give you Screaming Children! (laughs) (laughs) And a Screaming Hunter as well. (laughs) Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. So, what makes us different, you may ask? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news and information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. I was thinking about that this morning, right? I was I was writing down thinking that I'd be home in time to actually say it, but I was writing down some stuff because uh, I plan on doing the intro today. Obviously, okay. I can't now since I'm driving. Well, you but, can. You, when you get home, you can do but it. But I don't remember. Okay, that's fair. Um, but it was something to the tune of, um, of like, you know, what makes us different or whatever, because, you know, other people just give you destiny news, but we give you news and entertainment, but it's not just regular comedy entertainment. It's slice of life entertainment. Um, do we do this on purpose? No, we're just very unprofessional and don't feel like doing things the way other people do. (laughs) This is what you get. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it on purpose? No, we're just being lazy. And luckily for us, it comes off as being um, endearing. So. <laughs> I think we should just change it to welcome to two Brits and an American. Well, I mean, I guess that is the case right now, huh? That is the case right now. <laughs> for the first time, you the majority is in a different time zone instead of, well, you know. By the, by the sound of it, it's two, two Brits and two Americans. Actually, two Brits, two Americans, and a Brazilian. If you want to get technical. Luckily, though, the wife is on her Twitter, so she just kind of zones out the rest of the world when she's looking at her phone. Right now, we could get in a full-on car accident, and she would still be checking her feed. You always worry me when you are in the car because you are always talking to us whilst driving, and somebody else—I always think that somebody else is driving, but no, you are the one driving. So you scare the hell out of me. Why? Because I bet you to the road. It's not like I have a TV in front of me. I'm just, I'm just driving. Now, when you ask me to start reading something, <laughs> <laughs> I know what's happening next week in Destiny? Then, <laughs> hang on, I'm going to put it up on my phone. Right. Wife, can you hold the uh, wheel a minute? <laughs> hey, Luna, grab the wheel. Um, I technically can have the phone on and look at the phone while driving without taking my hands or without taking my eyes off the road, without taking my hands off the road. <laughs> no. Um, because it's it's both the phone and my whole road are sharing the same field of view, right? So technically I can do that. And often I have to do that because like with as much as I travel for work, I got to have the GPS right there in front of me because I have no idea where I'm at or where I'm going. So, it is a thing. And right now, I see all of our stuff there. But if you want me to focus and actually read something, then there's there's a high probability that you're going to cause a family of three to die in a horrific car accident. But let's try to avoid that. Huh? 
Okay. Um, here in about five minutes, we are going to be coming up on a no internet zone. So I will either be completely robotic or just not exist for about a minute or so. So why don't why don't Arthur and I do the show until you can get back home? Okay, I'll just I'll just be here and I'll just be there here and there. Yeah, I'll just I'll just be here. Okay, I'm here. You're here. I know you're here. I'm still here. Right, so I suppose we better kick off the show this week. I think he's now gone into his dead zone. Oh, okay. So at the moment, there is myself, Night Demon, and Not Off. And joining us later on, via telecast, via mobile, via whatever he can to get onto the show, will be the Hunter Master Race Respawn. Uh, Parody is away this week, having a nice little break. He thinks he can have a nice little break from us. So we've allowed him to have this one week and that's it. He's having a nice long weekend away. So I suppose we better get on with the show, Arth. Yes, we should. Um, so kicking us off for next week in Destiny, Iron Banner is returning to the Crucible. So we don't know what the other game modes are. And the reason why Parody and I tell you what the game modes are each week is because there are triumphs that are like kind of tied to doing those game modes. And with the Destiny Content Vault and the things that are going away, things like Lockdown and Showdown and every other down are going into the Destiny Content Vault. So if you haven't done a specific amount of games or won a specific amount of games, picked up enough crests and things like that in those game modes, the Triumph score that's tied to those Triumphs will be going away and you'll be losing out. So you have got until November when those rotate in and out to actually do those. But for next week... Focus it is Iron Banner. Clear bounties with the help of a bonus valor all week long. And Moments of Triumph continues on. So we haven't got a flashpoint. We don't know what our nightfall is. Although it doesn't really matter. Oh, does it? Oh, it does. It does matter for general nightfall. But the Grandmasters are now on a complete rotation that you can pick whatever nightfall you want to go into for the Grandmasters. So that's quite nice. There we go. Oh, he's back again. We started the podcast respawn. That's okay. I, I told y'all I would, I would hit an internet dead zone, and that was it. So here we go. <laughs> and I've got another flash up on my screen this week. Uh, hopefully, I'll get the podcast out before Tuesday's reset. But Bungie just want to make you aware that the Bungie rewards are ending soon. So for Solstice of Heroes, ending on Tuesday the 8th, be sure to claim your free Solstice soundtrack for completing the first Solstice quest. So you can check out the rewards on bungie.net forward slash rewards to claim it and again it's just go get the code enter it and then you can download the uh, soundtrack which is quite nice before you go on mm-hmm. is it just me or did the podcast just come up on youtube last night no that's probably when he put it out okay okay because I was like, what the hell? I was looking at my watch. I'm like, today is Friday, right? Because I'm losing track of days. Yeah, so. it, it the, depends the on that. The podcast actually came out, I think it was either Sunday night or very early Monday morning. Uh, oh, no. The, yeah, the podcast. But Parody does a YouTube version where he puts footage to the podcast and puts it up on YouTube because a couple of people like listening to it at work via YouTube. So he always does that part of it. But it always kind of is always about two or three days later than the normal podcast I try and get out Monday or Tuesday. So what's the yeah. name they need to look for on YouTube to actually, is it just two Titans and a Hunter? Yeah, of course it is. What do you think we're creative? 
<laughs> we don't think about these things. No. That's me trying to be helpful and tell the fans where they might find it. Oh. oh Parody says that. Again, we're not even sure creating. Oh, no. not, I can't even talk. He's we're done it again, talk. hasn't he? He's done it again. One He's of us has what? got to do the outro. Damn him. <laughs> okay. Um, sneaky, sneaky boy. Don't we have it written down somewhere, like in the I, Discord? Oh, I do somewhere. Now I've got to uh, find yeah. it whilst everyone else is talking <clears throat> and pretend like we actually know what we're doing. Yeah. So it's what do we easy. want to go into first today? Should we talk about the stasis spotlights or do you want to go into... Oh my God, I don't want to hear the stasis, no! I don't want to be spoiled. No, I've actually kind of done the same thing as well. I've actually sort of embargoed me watching the videos and the uh, the demonstrations of the supers on it because I want to go into the new season and go, wow, this is amazing. Not, not sort of going, yeah, I saw this online. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I know everybody really wants to know about the the stasis uh, uh, subclasses and things like that, right? But mm-hmm. at least for me, I want to be surprised. I want to, I want to see how it works for myself because I see everybody already talking about them and this and that and the other. The only thing I know about the stasis this, is, this is, is their another name. thing that pe- see if, if you if you and if Parity had been here, you could you two could have actually could have talked about it, and then we could have actually got our reaction to it after it drops. Yeah, I mean, even right now, if you want to just block out me and Arf, you can talk about them, and then just bring this back after you're done talking about them. How would that work? You two you have got just, to leave just, for me to continue talking. Then you can't just you've, walk you've us out. You can, like oh, administratively. Oh, jeez. So I can't speak anything about the new subclasses. I'm not saying you can. I'm just saying I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'll go if need be. Right. Block him out. I'll talk to you about them. Oh, God. Fine. If you're gonna, if you're going to get in spoil, I guess I will too. I won't let you suffer alone, my well, friend. No, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I promise. Well, no, I was talking to Arf. Because oh, okay. Arf was talking about it. He'll talk about it with you and if- if Arf is going to suffer and get it spoiled, then, you know, I'll, I'll get it spoiled, too. Was that the entrance for the Bruce Springs? Did I just pass it? I don't know. Why am I asking you? Your face never looks up from your phone. Uh, okay. All right. Well, okay. So what about the, the subclasses? Are they all three out yet? Because I no. knew one day it was supposed to be Titan, Warlock, and then Hunter. No. no we've I mean, had the, Warlock, the reviews. and we've had Titan reveals. Warlock and Titan. Okay. Tuesday, Hunter. we're going to get the Hunters, because they're saving the best till last, apparently. Of course. So the Warlock is Shadebinder, Fracture with Frost, Keen Masters of Destruction, Launching Projectiles, Freezing as many enemies as possible, and Shattering them all in one fell swoop. The Shadebinder ensures no foe is left standing. So Winter's Wraith is the staff that they can summon of ice. Uh, This is the Shadebinders harness the power of the darkness to summon a staff or stasis staff. One of the abilities with the staff is called Shatter Shockwave. The Shadebinder detonates the crystals on their staff, creating a devastating shockwave that shatters all nearby frozen enemies. And then another ability from the staff is the Penumbral Blast. So this fires stasis projectiles from their staff. They explode on impact. Enemies hit by the crystalline shrapnel are immediately frozen solid. So not too much of a kind of giveaway there for you, is there? No. So wait, hold on. One ability freezes, and then another ability shatters. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have to? Is it like the Titan, and you have to choose between like the bubble or the Sentinel Shield, or can you do both? Is that okay. in there? I don't know. 
from what I've seen, uh, basically, it shoots out shards of broken stasis crystals, freezes them, and the second part of the... Uh, I'm not sure if it's... The, the vibe I got was it's, it's a super, and then you send out like almost like a pulse wave, and it shatters whoever's been frozen. But it's not ice. It's stasis. Yes. From what I understand as well, they've, they've also completely changed the subclass screens as well. So, yeah, they've got the... You've got your abilities. So you, for the Shade Binder, the Warlock, you've got your abilities of Rift. You've got your Jump Movement. You've then got your Melee. And then you've got your Grenade. So they also have like kind of drop-down boxes, which then you can select different abilities in those drop-down boxes, I believe. Was that right? For, from what I heard, that's right. You can almost... It's completely customizable. Um now, I believe they're also going to do this with your traditional subclasses as well, but they'll be taking one at a time away and then bringing it back. Okay. Is what which, I've, what is, which is what I've heard. Hmm. I'd have thought that they'd leave the subclasses at the moment, maybe change the subclass screen and have drop down boxes where you can select what barrier, what jump, what melee, and what grenade you can have to look very similar to how the new subclass screens are going to look. But then where the aspects are, they'll have the other nodes that we can then select for the what we've currently got. So on their blog posts, they've done one for Warlock and one for Titan at the moment. And then, as we said, Hunters come next week. So each Guardian class will feature a new stasis subclass with Beyond Light. And as you might expect, each class will use a stasis in a unique way. Stasis is the dominant of control an element of power that is less about outright aggression and more about careful control of enemy combatants and space, sometimes even using power of stasis in a defensive way, hunters zipping by in the blink of an eye while slowing down opponents in the stasis fields, titans smashing their fists to the ground, launching jagged eruptions of stasis crystals from the earth. No matter which class you prefer, stasis will change the way you play Destiny 2. They say that no class embodies the concept of freezing better than the Warlock Shadebinder. Imbued by stasis energy, the Shadebinder can summon stasis staff that fires projectiles which can freeze opponents, immediately rendering them immobile. The Shadebinder's penumbral blast melee attack is a quick burst of stasis energy that erupts from the staff and instantly freezes anyone it hits. From there, the Warlocks can either deal with the frozen foes or leave them to be and move on to other immediate threats. So, do they stay frozen then? Or... <laughs> I don't think this has been made exactly clear, to be honest. No. I mean, why, um, why would you, unless you were kind of teaming up, going through raids and things, I'm thinking. It almost sounds like they're, they're wanting you to either chain supers or, or work it, work more as a fire team. So one person freezes them and then you can pretty much no-scope them with a sniper rifle and then shatter them. Yeah. I mean, we have seen a lot of team-ups in the trailers from what I've seen is like, one class will freeze them and then another class will either come in and punch them like the titans do or they'll you know the warlocks will then do something else or the hunters will do something else so yeah so they're I think forcing like you, were saying, you to be kind of a fire team is what it sounds like sorry i blanked out there for a minute because we were organizing stuff over here well no um, i think it's more you probably work it's saying you you can either just work by yourself or there's more synergy with working as a fire team maybe Right. Yeah, it's almost um, like going back to the you old days. By yourself, but it doesn't sound like you unlock the true potential unless you're synergizing, right? Because going back to the whole question that I asked earlier with, the, with that warlock, can they do both the freeze and the shatter? 
or do they have to choose one? And the other warlock, warlock. do whatever they can, right? From what I understand, so the warlock, like... warlock will do the freeze and shatter. It's almost like a, from what I understand, it's almost like a two-part super. So you, you you send your shards out, you freeze them, and then you send a pulse wave out after that as a second second part, and that shatters your enemies. You've already frozen. Yeah, I mean, it says in the next yeah. part. It says, if you're okay. looking to combine freezing with destruction, look no further than the Shadebinder's super, the Winter's Wraith. Here, the Shadebinder summons this staff and fires projectiles, instantly freezing opponents. The second okay. stage begins, and the fight ends, when the Guardian raises the staff, detonates its stasis crystals, and sends the devastating shatter shockwave that disintegrates nearby frozen opponents. So, yeah, it's a kind of two-part one. See, I was hoping that it would be different, right? Because they're talking about synergizing and working as a team, right? So let's say I'm a warlock, right? And I do the freezing, but I want you to do the shattering because let's say it's quicker that way, right? If I have to hold my staff up in the air for X number of seconds to actually shatter, it, it would just be quicker for me to freeze and you to shatter like in a boss phase, right? And then you could do the freeze and I would do the shatter, right? You could choose which one of these abilities you would use, right? But now that you've said that, it sounds like it's just like any other super. It's got a it's got a flow that it has to follow the same way every single time, which kind of takes away from the whole with synergy then, right? If one person shatters, I'm sorry, freezes and shatters, and the next person freezes what's left and shatters, that doesn't feel like synergy to me. But that that you know? is just the super. Yeah, yeah. Still got the, you've still got grenades that freeze, and then other okay, people yeah. shatter them. It's, it sounds so very what, similar what, what to a shadow shot, do? doesn't it? Yeah. Where a hunter yeah. can shadow shot somebody, and then you have to use your weapon to kill them after the fact. And Whereas this, exactly is using, this is using your right? super, like, and then your super again. Whereas you can shadow shot somebody, and that somebody could take you out before you have the chance of finishing them off. So you do have a chance of maybe if you sent out like a, a mountaintop blast to the warlock... It's hit them as they've managed to freeze you. So you are frozen, which then gives teammates, their teammates, the opportunity to then come in and finish you off or for the freeze to unfreeze and you'd be able to get away. So I think they're kind of playing with that aspect of it, that it's not an outright kind of one and done like with an overbomb. You, it's something you can kind of maybe work around. I can see that. I was also thinking of like, like synergy between... Because you said the shadow shot, but I'm mm -hmm. thinking of the new subclass where it creates that bubble that slows enemies or entirely stops them. I still haven't been able to figure that one out, right? So Hunter creates this field where people can't move. And now that everybody can't move, Warlock's like, okay, let's do this. And now, they're gonna, now I'm going to freeze them, and now I'm going to shatter them. See, that's a good synergy, right? Hunter slows or stops or does whatever he does, and then the that's down the same is pretty much a stasis tether by the sound of it. Then, yeah, exactly, yeah. And and another thing that I'm curious about, right? When when they get caught in a normal hunter tether, they can still their bullets still fire as normal, right? In this stasis where it looks like everything is slowed and or stopped, if it is slowed, this is what I want to see, right? If Bungie is doing their due diligence, right? I want to see somebody get hit with this stasis field right as they fire like a mountaintop right and then you can see that mountaintop traveling extremely slowly through the stasis field right 
And that way, I mean, because if it's a stasis field, if the whole field is stasis, then everything, including projectiles, should be frozen or slowed in this field, right? Which would make it an even better tether, because in your tether, they can still shoot normally if they have you in their sights. I can't That's what that I want to see. Possibly. Come on, man. Don't get me wrong, it'd probably look amazing, but yeah, they're not going to do that. Why not? If they can slow the, if they can slow down your guardian, they should be able to slow down a projectile, right? Wait, can Same you imagine command, the programming come down to actually slow down in that? Yes, I can imagine the programming. I have a degree in programming, and I know how much of a headache it is. The point is, is they have a whole team to do exactly this. And if it is a stasis field, field oh. being the key word there, then everything in that field should be subjected to the stasis. Unless, unless it's a field that only works on biological entities. Then how would you explain exos? It's, it's stuck to their cape. <laughs> <laughs> exos are biological, right? They're, they're, they're mechanics. They, they still eat. They eat because, no, even Kane said they eat because they choose to, not because they have to. Yeah, but yeah. Then, then, then they've got some biological matter in them, so it would slow them. Oh my god! You can't have you can't have just the exos running around getting out of stasis fields. It just wouldn't be fair. I know it wouldn't be fair, but it can't be biological either. Because everybody would then rock an exo. They'd delete their characters. Everybody would be an exo, <laughs> and you could just run in and out of stasis fields without even worrying. Right? They completely nullify hunters entirely. Right? <laughs> or at least that subclass, anyway. Mm. Oh goodness. So if you've played Destiny for long enough, you know that choosing your right subclass for each situation can be crucible can be crucial to the outcome of the fight. Can be crucible. Crucible. And they're gonna give us more flexible they're gonna give us even more flexibility to custom our subclass and our style of play. Mm -hmm. So each stasis subclass in Beyond Light will give players the ability to customize abilities like grenades, movement modes, class abilities, and so on with. In addition, they've added a new layer of customization with the addition of aspects and fragments. Aspects manifest as physical items in the world, such as a crystalline vex conflux of a robotic fallen arm, for example. So when slotted into the aspects, this will offer players a new ability amongst other effects. So this is very similar to how we have with the mod system at the moment. It will be you go and find this aspect or mod aspect thing that's out in the wild by just doing random things i'm guessing that it's just going to drop from maybe doing nightfalls doing patrols is it in the wild though have yes. we confirmed that okay. these are going to be things that are going to be in the wild so when you slot these things into your subclass so as we do now with mods they will give you an extra ability which will be really helpful so these abilities can be mixed and matched freely by the player many aspects will have space for fragments to be slotted in Fragments are also physical items that you can discover in the world that when applies to the aspects offer additional passive perks such as stat bonuses that may come with penalties. Aspect upgrades are unique to each stasis subclass while fragment slots are class agonistic which basically means that they are just for either the warlock, titan or the hunter I'm guessing. Agnostic, that's the word. How players combine these two different types of upgrades will lead to a range of customization options. You basically have the aspects, which will be to the right of your abilities, 
and these are the things that you can find in the wild like the the vex conflux of a robotic fallen arm that they gave an example but then also there are other things that you can find in the wild and on their page there's one called whisper of bonds this is part of the fragments so this says defeating frozen targets with weapons grants you super energy but it also says underneath that is a minus 10 to intellect and a minus 10 to discipline so the fragments are the things that we've currently got with some of the, the mods that we've had like with the charge with light where it will give you a penalty or a bonus depending on what you're actually slotting in so those are the fragments and the aspects of the things that actually kind of help you do other things so the frost pulse which is one of the aspects is casting your rift generates a shockwave that freezes nearby combatants and those there's no negative or positive to that that is just one of the aspects which is quite interesting so we've got kind of a two-tiered mod system that's you can kind of build upon so here's the thing right am i the only one that sees that now our super is freaking rng based Under. but i i am getting the uh the vibe on this that uh we're also going to have more than maybe three different grenades potentially with super i get that i totally get that but i don't want rng to affect my abilities, dude. That's ridiculous. It's only the same as trying to do a shadow shot and you actually shoot something random when it's a No, no, no. Shot. No, using your super is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you need RNG to even get the things to change how your no, no, super no. abilities work. Well, yes. Because you said it's things you find out in the world. I don't yes. want to have RNG deciding what I can and can't do with my super no, or my abilities. Or your super, your super is going to, is just going to be your super. These are added mods called fragments and aspects that enhance your gameplay. So with the whisper of bonds, that's the one that if you defeat frozen targets with your weapons, it grants you super energy, but it gives you a negative in your intellect and discipline. Whereas if you've got the aspect of the frost pulse, that helps you with casting your rift, and that'll send out that shock wave that we saw in one of the trailers that freezes all nearby combatants. That's not anything that's taking away from your super. That's just enhancing your I abilities. I didn't say it's taking away. I'm saying but that it, we, if we have RNG involved that, that, okay, so like you said, this mod affects how our abilities themselves function. Okay? But this is, this is the way Destiny is built at the moment. So No. We, we've, no, no, it is. The, no, so that's, if you all, want that's to, all with like weapons and whatnot. Yes, you know? but if you want to go into, say, the Deepstone Crypt raid day one, people at the moment are farming the um, Scourge of the Past raid to get the fallen mods that you can only get from that raid. So to enhance their gameplay, they're having to do things that they may, might not necessarily want to keep continuously doing to get the fallen mods from that raid to put into armor. To so the, same same with the last wish with the um with the taken with the mods, mods. To, exactly. so, so they can solo the prophecy dungeon exactly the, this has been built into destiny for quite some time these mods or aspects and fragments will enhance your gameplay so you have to go out of your comfort zone out of your way to actually get these mods to you know slot into the new subclasses which is really interesting because it gives you another layer of, of gameplay I just modding your I own subclass rather than your armor. I hear what you're saying, 
I still it, disagree. It would, it would percent, it would actually affect your super because if you're putting a mod on there that's going to give you a minus ten on your intellect, that's changing the way your super charges. But it doesn't change how it functions. It just changes oh. how it charges. That's always been in the game. Charge times and recharge times and all this other stuff. That's always been a part of Destiny, right? But changing how it functions, right? A rift is a rift, right? You can choose to either have the healing rift or the empowering rift, right? Yeah. What you're saying now is now I can have an explosive rift that freezes everything around me, but you know, that it'll same either rift, be, it'll I have either to be go out and get lucky enough to find some RNG yeah. thing to make it but happen. They're, they're not taking so away the other two the rift abilities, are they? No, but it's changing the actual functionality of your abilities. Your ability itself is changing. It's not being augmented. It's not being, you know, any of that. It's you're enhancing that ability. Changed. Yes, you're, you're, you're getting kind of getting away from the what I think I understand what he means though. Yes, you you can enhance or negate that ability, but this could just be Bungie going to get those mods. You're going to have to do this. It may just be things that you can pick up on a on the quest. It may just be each week there'll be extra things that you can pick up on a quest. I was just throwing it out there that maybe it's just like an RNG thing of finding it in the wild like we used to do. You'll find a weapon. You'll so the find RNG aspect is your take on it. Well, yes, it's no. A, that was that was uh, your take on it. Is that it was an RNG thing? Because I'm building off of what you said. I thought you said it was RNG based. Well, no, okay. I said that you you could find these things in the wild. It's a, you can find uh, these out in the world. Okay. And maybe you, you, p potentially you'll have to, you'd maybe find a specific one in Crucible or another specific one in Gambit. It could be just another way of Bungie getting to play all the content again. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I'll be right back, guys. Hold on. Continue. Okay. But so you, you, you see what I'm saying is it's just, it, there, there possibly is an RNG element to it. The fact that you somebody may not get this whisper of bonds mm -hmm. to drop for about three or four weeks, but somebody on day one could get it to drop and enhance or, the gameplay. So I understand his frustration about it. Yeah, or they're just going to hide it in the new raid. Yeah, I mean they they could do literally anything. Yeah, and we, we we're not going to know until it actually hits and find out what we need to do to get these. But it's interesting that they've taken this approach to you now have to find things to then enhance your your gameplay or enhance your subclasses which then gives them more opportunities to add more mods or aspects and fragments going on later and later on in the seasons that something else will pop up and like they've done with the artifact so i yeah. i must admit i do like the idea of modding out your super a bit more to exactly how you want it it's very it is still very similar to how destiny one was whereas we had all the boxes that we could have checked in Destiny 1, and you just selected which box you wanted. This is very similar, but you have to go out and find these mods, these aspects, these fragments to then mod yourself or select the box that you want to kind of do. And it looks like you can add four fragments and two aspects. So possibilities of adding various different things to really enhance your gameplay looks quite interesting. So if we move on to this, the Titan Behemoth, Behemoths are high offensive and high defense, creating solid stasis crystals to provide cover or platforms for which to leap. During their supers, behemoths can jump higher, faster and farther with unlimited melee energy and high damage mitigation. 
Behemoth compels stasis energy to attach their uh, attach to their body, covering themselves in the frozen darkness, forming a stasis gauntlet on one hand, increasing their damage resistance in the process. So that's the name of their super, isn't it? Glacial Quake. It's the Titan Titan Punch. Mm. It's just a, a frozen Titan Punch this time. Shiver Strike. The behemoth summons a stasis gauntlet and lunges forward with an explosive speed, smashing through anything in their way. Upon reaching their target, they unleash a devastating jab that sends their foe careening backwards while slows nearby enemies. Now that almost sounds like it's a bit like a cross between a Titan Punch and a Tether. <laughs> it sounds very similar to how we had with Destiny 1, with one of the... Um... Arc supers, wasn't it? Where you could ground pound, and it would send out that yeah, shock no, wave. But it would send wave. people. People would would jump back, wouldn't they? Mm. Ground control. The bear moth slams a gauntlet into the ground, sending out tremors of pulse, powerful stasis energy that leave crystals in their wake and freeze all enemies in the vicinity. So I think this is what respawn was upset about last week when he said that you know you could see three directions of frozen stasis coming out and freezing everybody and how that's not fair it's like how is that not fair just just get out of the way of it but, well if he if know. he does that can will that will if he's if it's a ground pound will that get you when it almost like the stomp mechanic will that get you when you're in the air because if, if you're in the air and they they do the stomp mechanic mm. you're not stomped so will 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 that do that i don't know i mean it depends we have with the the solar ability when you do the, the the hammer slam that can kind of get people quite high up in the air i mean some yeah. warlocks are able to dodge that if they're up high enough and some hunters as well if they manage to triple jump but the majority the you know depends on how high but i'm guessing you there, there is some way of escaping it there's got to be something to counter it especially in the crucible yeah i mean they wouldn't they wouldn't build these things into the game that are un kind of counterable to be honest well, well <laughs> you say that <laughs> yeah so Bungie say with the behemoth they wanted to put an emphasis on abilities to use stasis to create crystals that can alter the battle by changing the very ground beneath your feet control the ground control the fight as a result the behemoth can use their stasis abilities defensively such as creating crystalline walls to block enemies and gunfire or offensively by using crystals to freeze enemies. The Titan Behemoth can unleash a powerful melee attack known as the Shiver Strike. Here, the Titan lunges forward, launched by a stasis explosion at their feet to propel them forwards towards an enemy. Whilst in midair, they summon a stasis gauntlet that covers their fist and slams into their foe, sending them careering backwards and slowing nearby enemies. So again, it's a very much two-parter part of a suit. Well, yeah. Yeah, you got if you got you got the punch and freeze aspect of it and the slowing aspect. Yeah. So the behemoth so, sorry. Have they, have they have they actually said what a sort of area of effect it has? No. I think they they're still keeping a lot of things close to their chest. They're kind of being quite broad with what they're actually telling us. They're just saying these are roughly what they are, but you're not going to kind of know numbers or reach of things until we actually get there, I don't think. Mm. Unfortunately, I think they're giving us a bit too much information again. <laughs> the, the, re, the reason why I say this is before this last season was announced, we had absolutely nothing. Bungie yeah. didn't say a word. And the hype for that was off the charts. Mm. Can you imagine what, okay, they say this is the next season, we're going to Europa. You are going to get new supers. 
but that's it. Can you imagine the hype that would actually be getting getting up now towards the, towards the end of the season? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and I think there should have been more emphasis on what's going away and what they're going to be able to do to help us get the stuff if we want to get the stuff yeah completed before it goes away and i think that should have been the main focus is the destiny content vault the things that are going away and things that they may be able to help with you know getting people through those activities like they've done with the raids where you know the certain raids are now just completely farmable because of such aspects but other things like different titles are still quite hard to come across yeah so the behemoth super glacial quake begins with the titan forming a mighty gauntlet on their fist they can then slam the gauntlet into the ground sending out shockwaves that form stasis crystals which freeze nearby enemies covered in armor of stasis crystals the titan can temporarily become unstoppable wrecking machine oh dear respawn able to jump higher faster further all while blasting enemies with greatly increased melee attacks if a frozen enemies are the bowling pins, think of the Titan Behemoth during their Glacial Quake Super as the bowling ball, able to instantly shatter enemies as they sprint or slide through them. Running amok in crowds of bad guys and shattering them like a perfect ten-pin strike is a fine strategy, but there's a degree of subtlety there too. If you want to, for example, you can cancel out of your slide into a massive stasis-powered leap, only to cancel that and then just as the right moment direct a behemoth downwards into a devastating slam. So, punch if you must, but know that Stasis has plenty more to offer if you're a Titan. So again, we have the, like the four abilities with the Titan, with the, the barricade, the jump ability, your melee, which is going to be your, your slam, and then your grenades. And it does look like the, the grenade is very different. In, well, the, the picture on the, the screen is different. And then we have the aspects that you can select two of again, and then the fragments. Maybe it's only one fragment on here. It's only showing... I oh, know it's showing three fragments, so maybe it, it, you have to unlock the super a lot more. So with the the warlock one, there was four fragments that they were showing that you could slot into, whereas with the titan they're only showing three. So the one of the aspects that they're showing on the titan is called a tectonic harvest. So this is shattering a stasis crystal creates a stasis shard. This shard grants melee energy when picked up by you or your ally. So probably like we've got now with the different coloured orbs that we can collect during the solstice, it's going to mm. be very similar to that. It's going to be a stasis crystal on the ground that then gives you more melee energy. That's, that's, uh, that's a, well, more of a support aspect. Um, that actually sounds quite good. Yeah, I could imagine when my intermountable skull falls with this subclass and it's still doing a hell of amount of damage. So is it possible then that your three different aspects uh, are basically uh, you've got a support role, as in your tectonic harvest, you have an attack role and a defense role? Possibly. I mean, they say that they want all the kind of subclasses to be, be able to do different things now, don't they? So, yeah, it could be depending on what aspects you put in, you could have two kind of um attacking aspects or an attacking and a defensive or two defensive it depends on how you want to kind of run your subclass yeah you could have a, you could have a pure attack or a pure defense mm. that actually and sounds then, quite interesting and then the fragment that they're showing on screen is whispers of durance slow from your abilities last longer 
for those abilities that linger their duration will also increase and that gives you a plus 10 to strength which is quite handy if you're punching things for titan sorry had 14 brazilians in my house and there was no way i was going to be able to record with all them <laughs> that's all right we, we we've now finished the, the spotlights or the the quick discussion on the spotlights so are yes. you any any of the more the wiser not off or is it still sound like gobbledygook to you and no i am i understand it a lot more than actually because i hadn't actually looked into it i was trying to keep it as a complete surprise when we actually walk into uh, beyond light well it'll still be a surprise of how to use it and what these different things are it's just now you you kind of know there's different elements to to it than i initially thought i just thought the uh, you you could customize your grenade more custom customize your uh, melee more and Different, even almost different trees to your uh, hey, status. Hey, hey, like, hey, hey, hey. Shush, shush. I was lucky enough to miss all the tidbits. Don't, don't go back and ruin it for me. We're not. Shush. We know what your plan was. Right, let's shush. let's just quickly summarize this for him. No. <laughs> no summary needed. I actually accidentally freaking because I, I have YouTube on in the background and I was playing it the other day, and I came back in my office and I saw Mtash talking about it and I saw all the different slots for all the different stuff. And that was enough. That, that That's enough information for me. Okay. <laughs> I already know too much. Oh, bless you. Oh, I'm, I'm actually intrigued on how all this would work and how you can actually spec out your building. So am I. That's why I'm waiting. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because what, we, what we've learned without actually going into details, oh, you could, with, with all your armor mod, you can actually put on <laughs> and the way you can spec out the stasis build. You could actually get get a really good build on this. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what your boy was saying on on freaking Amtash. Is he was saying this this doesn't look like um like a super anymore. You actually have to create like actual builds now in Destiny, is what he was saying. So I well, mean, that, that's what that. I've been finding a lot more with the the ways that you can ha- add these new mods. Like we've had all these different mods over the last couple of seasons, like the Warmind mods, and they're just been really enhancing the gameplays like with the charge of light people have now only recently in the last you know couple of months found that you can take some of those into crucible and that's enhanced their gameplay in crucible whereas originally you thought charge with light it's only a pve thing but it's not so it's these little nuances that have really helped kind of destiny progress and i think that's what's going to help kind of get you can just still go into destiny and play it as this is your armor this is your weapons this is your super. You don't need to fiddle about with it if you don't want to. But if you really want to get into the nitty gritty and really enhance your gameplay and really go full out in some of these builds, it's going to be fantastic for you to do that. And what's good is the armor that we're getting now is going to be viable for the next year. So you can just do one setup with the armor, with the weapons that you're kind of getting now, and you'll be good for the next year. And you'll be able to, you know, enhance your subclasses with all these different things that you can now mod onto them with the aspects and the elements, which is really nice. And then you don't really have to worry about it until kind of maybe next year. So if anybody's interesting a little bit more in depth, Bontis has got a shade binder guide and a behemoth guide so far. He'll probably put out a how whatever it is the hunter one for things we don't even have oh, yet. not he hasn't got builds he's just got a guide on what the the bungee reveal was going in a bit more detail than okay. than what we did you know we were just kind of chatting okay is that right yeah that's fine it's whatever 
that's all right then so i'll also link the pages for this spotlight for the warlock and the titan the two trailers and the press kit if you're interested in any of those bits as well so this week at bungie it's time to get your titles it is are you time. excited respawn are you going to get some titles before no. this all goes away no. you are yes you're not yes, you i've already got the titles that i want i need no more titles no I but no no title. no no you want the best one you want the reckoner title i do have that do no you don't have that I don't you don't what am i thinking of so they, they start off with saying that they're in the final week of solstice so by the end of this it'll be either the last day or the last moments of solstice so i just want to kind of remind people if you've got the key fragments and the boxes please make sure you turn those in before solstice goes away just in case they disappear from your inventories as many things like that have happened in the past so make sure you go through your inventory get as many boxes turned in and get as much stuff out of it as possible They've been pretty good since I've finished doing all the Solstice armor. I've been getting enhancement cores and a lot more different armor rolls out of them, which are quite nice. Still getting some blues out there, which is a bit of a bummer because I think by the time you've put in all that effort to upgrade that stasis armor to the best it can be, it should just be, you know, weapons or enhancement cores, maybe enhancement shards and the, the different armor rolls. But they're going to throw blues in there. Just whatever so last you week you sound so dejected yeah i guess our blues is just whatever yeah. <laughs> so triumphs evolved a few weeks ago bungie shared more details about how the destiny content vault the dcv will play out so they mentioned that you should start finishing off any triumph associated with content that is going into the vault but they didn't go into any detail on how seals and titles would be affected separate from the dcv we have plans to rework the triumphs and the Destiny dev team is here to share what they have planned. So, hello, Destiny community. We're hello. Sure you... <laughs> We're sure you have a ton of questions, <laughs> particularly what happens to Triumphs once the content associated with them goes into the DCV. We're updating how Triumphs will work going forward and want to walk you through how everything will look starting on November 10th. First, the goals. So they want to provide pursuits for all players. Provide seasonal pursuits that match each season of Destiny. Provide destination pursuits for each new destination in Destiny. Ensure everyone can show off their accomplishments. Make all triumphs have a score. And make sure it's clear what happens when the content goes into the DCV. Are you happy with that, Destiny community? Me. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're really contributing to this. Yeah. I love it. An evolving world. So they touched on the subject last time that they talked about the triumphs. It's critical to us that there are challenging triumphs each season and only the most dedicated among you earn them and hit all the max score. It's looking at you, I, Lulu. So at the same time, it's also important that even the freshest kindergartens have the same chance to climb that mountain no matter when they join the Destiny community, given, of course, that they put in the time and dedication to the content available to them. So for Shadowkeep and the base Destiny 2 experience, they've tried to do this by combing through each triumph individually, looking to see what is still achievable, and then taking the score away from any triumph that could no longer be earned. While it achieved most of our goals, it didn't give you the ability to plan your attack to earn absolutely everything you wanted to, and there wasn't a good predictor on when things would go away. For us to hit our goals, we knew that we needed to make some changes on how we are going to deliver triumphs to players. So this is an evolving set of triumphs for an evolving world. So what are we going to do? They're going to reorganize triumphs to make them more 
compatible with our evolving world. They're going to create a career score that represents the totality of what you've done in Destiny 2. They're going to create an active score for things that can be done now in the live game. Focus on generic trance into a learner lifetime set that covers the basics of being a guardian. Organize the rest of the trance around seasons and destinations. Track the history of what you've done as legacy trance. So Beyond Light will include a set of trance that targets this year's destination, Europa. Story missions, strikes, raids, lost sectors, and yes, even some secrets. There will be a set of trance that targets season 12's content like we've currently had before so we've got the shadow keep ones and then with each season undying season of dawn things like that each content Whoa. yeah each one has kind of had its content and set triumphs that you can earn like the the seals for as well so like we've already had they're just going to continue with that we like the pattern of rewarding seasonal content for completing these triumphs and will continue to do so these triumphs will stick around for as long as the season content does while active, seasonal triumph score will still contribute to your active score. When the season content is no longer available, the seasonal set moves under legacy triumphs. They no longer contribute to your active score. They will still contribute to your career score. The lifetime set will be about teaching players all things that you can do in Destiny. These will mostly target new players as they join our ranks. They will focus on helping players explore the Destiny sandbox and game modes. If new systems are added to the game, this pool will grow. So this is how we had with Destiny originally, with Destiny 1. You would get Grimoire score based on the amount of kills you did for each subclass, for using different weapons, and it would unlock a, a Grimoire score and sometimes a Grimoire card. But now it's kind of just going into a Triumph score rather than uh, unlocking Grimoire cards. And then they've got a picture on this week at Bungie of the new kind of triumphs medals screen and it shows triumphs and underneath that you've got your seals like you have at the moment and then next to that you've got medals exotic catalysts lore and stat tracker and what's quite interesting and not half can tell you about this is that one of the triumphs the symbol on there is linked to one of the um is linked to somebody isn't it not half it oh. is uh well it may just be coincidental um, it may not be, but every, uh, there's quite a few people that have already spotted out that the emblem is act, does actually match the one on Aldrin Sov's, or the Guardian that's formerly known as Aldrin Sov, on his uh, chest piece. So it's believed, or rumoured, believed, spinfoiled, whatever you want to say, <laughs> he's going to be the Cosmodrome vendor. Okay. Um. So is that and symbol that, unique to him, or is it just something that he's worn on his armor that he it's like a found piece of armor, much like we have different armor that has different symbols on well, it that means something else. And it's just that these are, are all almost like your your destinations. So you've got the one to the left of it, which is your Europa uh, which is believed to be the Europa symbol. Okay. You've got your dreaming city symbol on there, you've got the uh, spider's emblem, which is Tangled Shore. Nessus, fails safe yet. Yeah. So it's believed the one next to Spider's safe house is similar to Devrim K's symbol, so that could be the EDZ on it. Okay. So whether these actually are triumphs, I, we don't even know if this is a subscreen yet. So you could have your, your, two, your two sections of your active triumphs and your archive triumphs okay 
what they called it, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, it could be a sub-screen in there where these, these are all your world vendors and the Triumphs got from that particular world. Until we got confirmation of Bungie, we can't we can't really tell. The, now, the, re- the reason why I do say that is because we, we don't know. Nobody said. It's just everyone spotted the emblem on the Aldrin's chest piece matches mm-hmm. what's believed to be the uh, symbol for the Cosmodrome. Yeah. I mean, okay. they, could, they could have put a different symbol, couldn't they? Because the Cosmodrome has had... Uh, it was a very different symbol, wasn't it, in Destiny 1? So I think they've been quite deliberate with putting that symbol there. Yeah, it absolutely could just be like some kind of a placeholder, you know. It, it could be, yes, but it uh, Bungie doesn't do anything by accident. Um, laser tag weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun though. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bungie doesn't do anything by accident. They may may have made a crazy. <laughs> they just gave everyone. There we go. And what's also quite interesting is a lot of people spotted on the exotic catalyst um, emblem. You can see the Deathbringer and the heir apparent in with the amongst the exotic catalyst. Maybe we've got that coming soon. Yeah, Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. So you keep saying legacy triumphs. What is that? I don't keep saying that. You do. Obviously, they've written it down here. Well, I don't keep saying it. So for this year, in-game, we'll remember your total triumph score and display it on the updated triumph screen. In-game, we'll remember every triumph score that contributes to a seal and display them under legacy triumphs. In-game, we'll let you browse through seals under legacy triumphs. You'll be able to equip titles you've earned going forward, which is kind of what we do now. Mm-hmm. We'll have a demonstration set targeting the Leviathan that shows how this works. We've stored the completion state of every triumph you finished, or not, even those triumphs that are no longer displayed in-game. Work is ongoing to flesh out these categories those triumphs live in. Going forward, when content moves into the DCV, triumph sets that are no longer earnable will become legacy triumphs. Legacy triumphs will contribute to your career score, but not your active score. So you're going to have an overall score, which is... Again, very similar how we had in Destiny 1. You had a, a Grimoire score as a, as a Triumph score. But when those Grimoire cards weren't available, so when we had the House of Wolves, there were Fallen that were roaming around on the Cosmodrome. And you had quite a few months to actually go around and find all these Fallen and kill them. And that would drop a Grimoire card for each main... I think there was about six or nine different bosses that you could kind of find on the Cosmodrome. Once you've killed them once, it would drop a Grimoire card. But when those uh, the wolves that were prowling disappeared, they would just disappear from the Grimoire score. So you could still get a full Grimoire score, but you wouldn't necessarily see that those cards were there or not there. So this is very similar to how they did it in Destiny 1, that you'll see your career score um, and you'll see an active score for that season as well, depending on what you're looking at. So that's quite interesting uh, how they're kind of separating those. Indeed it is, my friend. Indeed mm. it is. So what about things that can still be earned after November 10th? We'll break out the Lunar, Dreaming City, Tangled Shore, EDZ, and Nessus Trance into their own destination sets and keep them available and contributing to your active Triumph score. We'll move your progress into any Triumph that still exists. In some cases, we've reduced the size of the Triumph sets to make this easier to understand for new players. 
with Gambit, Crucible and Vanguard. In other cases, they've increased the size of the sets and added rewards, so lifetime sets. Does this mean that some seals are no longer earnable? Yes, with a bunch of content that is going into the DCV, these seals and their corresponding titles will no longer be earnable when Beyond Light is reached. So, the ones that you can still earn will be Crucible, Gambit Dredgen, Flawless for uh, Trials of Cyrus, Conqueror for doing the Grandmaster Nightfalls, Shadowkeep, which is the Harbinger one, the Garden of Salvation, which is Enlightened, Dreaming City, which is Cursebreaker, Last Wish, which is Rivensbane, then there'll be one for Beyond Light, which is at the moment redacted, and Season 12, which is redacted, and then a redacted one. Wow, that was very informative. I am so... So the ones that you want to kind of focus on now before they <laughs> we kind of move them or bef before they move them into the legacy content or the DCV, you want to kind of focus on doing a Shadow Rises, which is basically the Crown of Sorrow. And that's your Shadow Reckoner, which is doing Reckoning and then doing Gambit Prime and working through all those different sets. Black Armoury, which is going to be a blacksmith, which is doing all the Black Armoury stuff, as well as doing the Scourge of the Past raid. And that includes doing a flawless version of that. And again, with the Shadow Rises one, with the Crown of Sorrow, you still need to do a flawless run of that if you want to get that seal and that um, pin. Destinations, Wayfarer. So Wayfarer is making sure that you've gone around and done all the different things on all the different locations that are available now. So I remember there was a lot of people that got tripped up on Mars when they were trying to get the rocket launcher from the Nocris strike and <clears throat> the sidearm from opening the different packages and things like that. So they've made those a bit more attainable now. So you've got a bit more of a chance if you were stuck on those way back when. Law, um, there's a lot of law that you can kind of pick up. Was this the one that you were telling me about, not off, that some people aren't able to do at the moment with the Law Chronicler? Good Ralph. talk. <laughs> sorry, muted. No, it's all right. Yes, it, it could it could have been that one because uh, they can only do certain parts of it on a week on the weekly cycle. Okay. With and there isn't enough time to actually do that by by the time the actual end of the season comes along, and that that seal goes away. Right. So the, did you say that somebody's already messaged DMG and asked him? It was either DMG or Cosmo, and uh, apparently the uh, the normal response was, I'll pass that on to the team. <laughs> I'm, just having a quick, I'm just having a quick check now. So probably there's one that you have to do, complete heroic adventures on Mars. 20 of those, I think. Um, well, that's what it says on my tracker at the moment. Um, I know they've adjusted the wanted bounties, or they're going to be adjusting the wanted bounties from Spider, so that a lot of people that were missing out on those can go around and hunt the the lost sectors for the Prison of Elders people and kind of get that completed. You've got to complete heroic adventures on Mercury. There was 20 of those. Maybe that's how many I've done. Maybe that's how sad I am. I mean... Um, <laughs> you've got to complete a lot of destination badges so making sure you get the full sets of armor and weapons from the forsaken campaign the curse of osiris and warmind and the red war so maybe there are things that are stopping people from doing some of these now so medals and catalysts will now have their own section to make them more visible and easier to keep track of 
law will also have its own section. There you go, not half. And a brand new UI to show off book covers and improve the reading experience. All lore up through to Season of Arrivals will be available to all players. The game will still show how many pages you've learnt, but everyone will be able to read everything now. So if you want to see X out of X pages earned, go to any missing lore pages before the end of the season as well. New lore will be unlocked through Triumphs going forward and eventually made available to everyone when they become Legacy Triumphs. Or you can just go to the Ishtar Collective and find it all before we've actually done it anyway. Exactly. Get wrecked! No, but a lot of people were saying that they want to read it in game. So rather than going to a third party website, Bungie have listened and put it in the game. I don't think they did. But then you're still going to be locked out until it's become legacy triumphs to then go back and read it for certain seasons, I guess, unless you actually unlock it in game. So did you understand that? Because 100%. Are you yes, sure? we did. Yep. I'm all over this. It's definitely, it is, like they say, it's a lot to absorb. So like we've been saying over the like the last couple of months, make sure that you kind of, if you want to do these things, make sure you kind of look at the badges and see what's what you can actually achieve. And let's face it, you've got nearly two and a half months to kind of get this done, or maybe two months to get this done. There's a lot of stuff that can actually be done in that time. So far, I'm kind of setting my sights on doing my Reckoner title with doing as much Gambit Prime as possible which is very hard when you, you're wearing a full set of collector's gear. People see you glowing white, yet they still run over all the moats possible. And it's like, oh, please, rough, please, dude. I I will collect it. I will I will put it all in there and just, just uh, I'm, I'm at five and I've got to get, I think, 15. And just, yeah, I, I that moats, brother. I just hate those moats, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I need a team. I need a team. (laughs) Just, yeah. So, as we said at the beginning of the show, Iron Banner is returning next week. Once again, they're encouraging Guardians to don their most powerful gear and show their might. Powerful rewards await for those who enter the Iron Banner. So pick up awful bounties on all your characters and do those, and they will give you some powerful gear. And this begins at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on September 8th and ends at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on September 15th. And that is your basic standard reset on a Tuesday. So just in case you have recently joined us and our need to refresh the Iron Banner is a week-long Crucible event with a specialised version of Control. If you capture all three zones, you'll create a power play which basically locks out the enemy team for a certain amount of time and gives you a chance to go around and earn bonus points for killing them whilst they're locked out. The weapons that are still available this season are the Auto Rifle and the Sidearm, and there is a quest for that. And there is a cheese for that. If you haven't yet to kind of do this quest, you can pick it up on possibility of three characters and just do it on one of the characters. It will auto complete on the other two characters and you have a chance to then pick up two more versions of those guns on each of those characters. So what are you waiting for? The auto rifle and the sidearm are really good at this point in time. Oh, also they want to point out that better, faster transfers. They've improved the API. So items now on third-party apps or the companion app for Destiny is roughly 10 times faster than before. And if you don't know what they're talking about, go and download the Destiny 2 companion app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Or you can go to Destiny Item Manager and log in through a Google Chrome and download the extension and see what they're talking about from there. So I know you've all heard my lovely voice for like the last God knows how long. 
I'm going to pass you over to Respawn, who's going to take you through the rest of the 12. All right, here we go, guys. Update 2.9.2 on Tuesday, September 8th. Update 2.9.2 will be available to players. I'm assuming all players. Okay. Um, below is the timeline of Destiny 2 maintenance for the update 2.9.2. At 9 a.m. PDT, 1600 UTC. I'm not translating for people that live everywhere else. Destiny 2 service maintenance begins at 9.45 Destiny 2 is taken offline on all platforms. And at 10, Destiny 2 Update 2.9.2 begins rolling out across all platforms and regions. Players will be able to log back into Destiny 2 at 10.01 a.m. PDT. Also at 10 a.m., Destiny 2 is back online on all platforms. And at 12, Destiny 2 Service Maintenance will be concluded. For future release timelines and when they are available, players should visit our Destiny Server and Update Status Help article. For live updates as the maintenance occurs, players should follow at Bungie Help on Twitter or monitor or support bleh, or monitor our support feed at help.bungie.net. I almost made it through that whole section without stuttering. Son of a biscuit. With the start of year four on November 10th, Certain seals... Wait, you already said that. Yes, but they're, they're saying it again. I'm not repeating. Uh, but, they, but they want to make sure that players unlock and equip the following titles before this date to guarantee that completions are recorded on their account. So that's Shadow just... Rises, Reckoner, Black Armory, Destinations, Lower Rivals. For more info on the legacy titles, seals, players should follow our Year 4 Triumph Update Help article. <gasps> Solstice Bright Dust. Players impacted by Week 2 Solstice of Heroes bounties issue were granted their missing Bright Dust on Monday, August 31st. However, there was a delay in the accompanying in-game message for many players. Players who see this message will already have their missing Bright Dust added to their account. Moving on to known issues. While continuing to investigate various known issues... Here is a list of the latest issues that were that were reported to us in our hashtag help forum link. Players can't type Korean Hangul characters into the game chat. You know, that's been bugging me for a while. Have you guys noticed that? You can't type in Korean in the chat. It's like, what, what even is the point in playing Destiny if you can't type in Korean in the chat? Bungie, honestly, if you're going to release the game, release the complete game. This has been bugging me for no less than a year. All right. I've mentioned it so many times on the podcast. We need more Korean Hangul characters. And the fact that it's taken you this long to take care of this, it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. The Light and Dark Solstice Weekly Bounty says it requires elemental final blows in Gambit when it actually requires elemental final blows against opposing guardians in Gambit. That's not a small detail, <laughs> right? That's you know what? Kind of that has deal. been bugging me because I've been trying to do that and I don't know. I, I couldn't figure out what was going wrong and I just gave up on it. Well, they I... get one bit on it wrong every year, so. Right. Well, there you go. That's the problem. The Omega Makanos Hunter mask is missing its gold accents. You know, that has also been driving me nuts. They were there. 
and then they weren't, and then and what happened? What happened, Dev Team? Just God, you guys are slackers. For a full list of immersion issue and yeah, let's try that again. For a full list of emergent issues in Destiny 2, players can review our known issues article link. Players who observe other issues should report them to our help forums link. Liquid Butter. Oh, that's the movie of the week. Oh, I didn't watch the movie of the week this week. Bugger. Anyway, that's it. They got a movie of the week called Encounter. Uh, they have another movie of the week. Uh, honorable mention. Destiny 2. Team Tage. Movie of the week. It's got some guy wearing Osiris armor with dual shotguns. Obviously a hacker. We can't dual wield in this game. Jeez, when will people ever learn? You can't hack in the game, man. Well, I don't think there's any Destiny Roundup this week. So but I we don't do believe there is either. We do have a couple of questions from Uh-oh. listeners. So I don't like questions from listeners. <laughs> from Colin. After grinding out my seasonal armor for this season. I'm at a loss of what to do. I've reached 1060 on all weapons and armor. Now I'm trying to figure out what to do. The Crucible is still a nightmare for us less than sweaties. I have the triumphs I wanted to get done to complete. I've never felt so closed off from an open world game like this. Most of the clan is done until the start of the new DLC. What is the player supposed to do to keep the game fresh? I tried to raid, but for most part, you need Dust Mod and know the raid by memory. I'm not that guy. I just want to play for fun, but the game isn't fun anymore. What do you all do to keep the thirst of play for Destiny alive? So what do you guys do? I would love to tell him, but you won't let me answer. <laughs> no, but to keep Destiny alive. Keep Destiny alive. If he wants to keep it alive and he's done everything, my suggestion would be to take a break. That's exactly what I was going to say. Take a break. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to hate it going into the new season. Indeed. Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing to take a break. But whenever I say I'm going to take a break and go play something else, oh, all of a sudden it's a crime. Oh, it is. See that? It's because you're on a podcast Destiny. about Destiny. It's a crime. See? That is not fair! <laughs> but, I mean, the other thing that you could kind of do is make sure that you log on each week, pick up the bounties that give you the bright dust, do those. I know it's kind of a, a just kind of routine thing, but you think... You save up the bright dust. You've then got it there for come the new season. You can buy the new hotness from Eververse and things like that. Just maybe just do little things like do a bit of farming so you can get some shards, some glimmer. So you kind of stacked, ready to go. Maybe do the nightfalls. Maybe the just do whatever nightfalls you kind of can and just stack as many shards that you can to help kind of progress the infusion for next season. There's lots of little things that you can do just to kind of log on each day and do a little bit if you want to kind of keep interested in the game. But uh, but but my best advice is if the game isn't fun anymore, take a break. Yeah. Otherwise, you can end up resenting the game because you feel like you have to play. Do you understand what I mean? I understand what you mean. Sort of. I just don't take a break. <laughs> no, I, I, I have taken breaks myself. Um, even if it's just a few days, sometimes yeah. that's all you need just to take a few days off. It gives you a bit more perspective and then move on from there. Yeah. No truer words have ever been stated by any other man on this earth. You are a national treasure. So Colin also sent us a second email. and says, You're just going to brush right by that, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. 
Colin says sent us a second email and it says, when it comes to any new player just starting out with Destiny 2, I've noticed a huge glaring problem. I created a new character just to have something to do. An absolutely ridiculous venture of going to the tower for the first time to have to run from one side of the map to the other to gather up 500 quests and steps you know, and bounties is really overwhelming for an existing player, let alone a new one. He feels that Bungie shot themselves in the foot by the barrage of steps of running around and having to do all these different things just to become legend. Do you think that with Destiny's current model of doing seasons, that this is going to be harder and harder to get new players in, uh, especially with the sunsetting and half the original game being vaulted? Personally, he feels absolutely. That... Personally, We've been this for a while, Colin. He feels that the delay making Destiny three will lead to Bungie's downfall. What are your oh, thoughts? My thoughts are, especially on that last bit, Destiny 3. There isn't going to be a Destiny 3. The reason why I say this is, look at the content they're taking away and look what's coming in with the uh, new light. Effectively, they've almost drawn a line down it and going into new light is Destiny 3 for me. That's the way I'm looking at it because instead of actually demolishing the world completely and then starting afresh and having to, wave, uh, having to find a way for us to restart our character again, They've said, let's just have an, an, an ever-evolving world. Oh, yeah. sure. In effect, this, this expansion would traditionally be Destiny 3. And didn't I've heard mention that they've done this with World of Warcraft, where they've kind of, and, and a couple of other MMOs, that they kind of constantly just take things out and then put new stuff in, and then they'll bring other stuff out and then repurpose the stuff that they took out first and bring it back in. It's kind of like you said, it's an evolving game over time and this sounds like they're just going to continually do this because they can just then upgrade each time that we get like a new console generation and get rid of the bugs out the out the older stuff get it ready for a new engine because they've got to do a new engine sooner or later and when we move into the new engine they've already got a raft of stuff they can already give give us that's already ready for it yeah of stuff i love that word what is your thoughts on that respawn my thoughts are again um there is eventually going to be a destiny 3 so i don't follow that train of thought right but my train of thought is what we've actually already discussed on this show multiple times about them just allowing us to pick up bounties from orbit or from wherever right if we can hazmat not hazmat transmat a freaking spaceship we can transmat a freaking speeder if we can transmit all these things that we can transmit in game right there should be no reason why destiny is not allowing us to just pick up bounties from space right radios exist in the future i know this because we talk on them all the time in the game so why the hell can't we just utilize that and pick up our bounties from space that makes no sense so i agree bungie did shoot themselves in the foot but the only way to really alleviate this is to, you know, allow us to pick up bounties from space or to have a vendor called the bounty vendor, right? The, one of these two options, right? One person collects all the bounties from everybody all across wherever, you know, and you go to this one guy and pick up bounties for shacks for whomever. He has all your bounties. Your bounty vendor, that is his job. That is what he does. Game that over. almost makes... The tower, which is another playable space for us, almost redundant. It is exactly redundant. And I stand by what I said. Yeah, but I still see people walk up to the Eververse kiosk and that's on the director now. Well, then that's their bad. 
if you're in there, you may as well. Yeah. If you're in the tower and you've just been to your postmaster, she's there. Yeah, but you could just push and hold the button down and it comes up just to the left of the tab. And oh, sure. you could just push your uh, push your control stick sideways and just yeah. slide right on over there. Yeah. Yeah, no. Both very valid points. Yep, I can see that. But yeah, I completely agree with you with the, the model of the way that Destiny 2 is set up now for new players that are coming in. My son playing the game has got a billion and one things on his director that he doesn't know what he's got to do. It's not a straightforward go here, do this to complete this. It's like You don't have to do them all at once. No, I know, but it's not very straightforward. I mean... I know he's eight years old, but he's not stupid. He knows that, you know, different things do different things. But it's not straightforward of go and complete this to then make sure that this unlocks. It's just like he's got all the exotic quests still there. He's got like the Black Armory stuff. He's got, he still keeps saying to me about the Leviathan. It says he's got a quest to do the Leviathan to get the, the shotgun. But he, but he he's not tweaking it going into New Light. Sorry. Um, haven't they already come out and said they're actually going to tweak the new new player experience going yes, into new light? They have. They're going to well come with Beyond Light. They're going to tweak it. And Beyond make Light. It, yeah, they're going to make it better for new players coming in, and hopefully they refine it so that it's pretty straightforward. Because I think that's what it needs: is go here, do this, and this will unlock this. And they need to kind of explain. Like like I said, he's got all the exotic quests just dotted all over the map, and he's not sure what to go for. It's not very, it's not explained. You know, this quest is going to go away in like twenty days, so this needs to be done. There's not a timer on things, which would have really helped of making sure that people kind of new players that come into the game get things done like they're saying. To be honest, I've picking up my Titan for not using it for so long to drop him into the tower when he's when he's at seven fifty light and. You you get it. The only thing you don't get is the uh, is the resurrection cutscene. You're straight into the tower, and it's like I'm getting stuff pinging everywhere. Yeah, but it, it's really confusing for somebody that's new to the game that they've got to go to. They've got to read this week at Bungie. Now, if you're a new player, you didn't know that there's a, a weekly newsletter that goes out that tells you all these different things and if you don't listen to the podcasts if you don't listen to youtubers you go, you walk into this game and there's just all this stuff and then two months from now all this stuff's going to suddenly disappear and you're going to be like what the hell's happened to my game you know then they need to kind of explain this stuff in game like there should be a timer on different things to explain to people that this is going away because new players aren't going to get it so I see where, where Colin's coming from, that if you create a new player, you see all of this stuff that's there at the moment that can be done. And like my son says to me, can we go and do this? And I'll go, well, would, actually, it's probably better if you do this first, because that's still going to be there in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll do this because that's going to go away. But that's because I know the game near enough inside out and I know what's happening. But other new players don't. So I can see that it's frustrating and they need to sort it out to keep the, the newer players involved in the game. You know, it's all good and well saying this week at Bungie, and I know it comes up on the bottom of the screen. If you, you want to read more stuff, go to this week at Bungie, and that's helped. But then some of the younger players still probably don't go to that. And maybe some of the older players still don't go to that to find out. To be honest, I did see on one of the uh, the Facebook sites, one of the Destiny Facebook sites, somebody had posted some pictures up of their progress on the, off the D2 app. Yeah. Somebody said, "What is that app?" 
And I said, well, it's the D2 companion app. Mm. And there's a raft of people that don't know about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it actually took me meeting the Frozen Clan and before I found out about... Um... Not the D two app. The uh, I found it by I found a D two app by accident. The destiny destiny inventory manager. That one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys introduced me to that. I didn't even know that that was a thing. But the the you know this is Star Commander. There's loads of other little apps that are really handy. But little light. Yeah, little light as well. Um, we we do have that listed in the the show notes if anybody wants to check these out. But like I played Red Dead Redemption a couple of months back just. Uh, because... You can't mention other games. This is a Destiny 2 podcast. But... Yeah, okay. Just because the family were all playing it and downloading it, they wanted me to join in with their posse thing. And I didn't realize there's an app to help you do different things in that. That that would have been, wouldn't have been kind of, it was only because I was doing a, a search for something on the internet of how we were going to do something. And it came up with, oh, you can download the app. And I was like, I didn't even, it wouldn't even have occurred to me that there's an app for it. Well, it's only by accident. I found the app, and then, of course, the app mentioned clans, and I looked into clans, and that, that's what's kept me playing. Yeah. A lot of the time, Destiny's no fun on your own. No, it's not. So, Colin, that, that goes back. You know, you were asking, how do you keep it interesting? Play with friends. Well, no he, said, he you, said all his friends are kind of dropped off for the next season. Find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> No, there are out there that just for LFGs, you don't have to be a member of a specific clan or anything. Yeah, the 100.io is very good for that. And Parody's got our one set up with the Guardian Hub and the Guardian Downcast that they'll set up different activities, not necessarily raids. And um, you can join that and um, do different things with them. But I, I do recommend trying LFGs. And if you are on like, I know that the Xbox one is is very good. I mean, you can spot the people that are very elitist and you can avoid those posts. You know, there are a lot of people that I've seen in the last couple of months when I've been looking on LFG and because of my time zone, I find that I have to look on LFG to actually work with people to do different raids, different activities, because not all the Americans are up when I'm up kind of thing. I so, Americans are up when you're up. Yeah, but you know what I mean? So I, I tend to find that I'm looking on LFG if i can do an activity and there are a lot of kind guardians out there so i wouldn't give up entirely on lfgs to be honest i would 100 percent give up no. guardians you can't they can't be trusted but if you if you are looking for guardians respawn is available 24 7 on xbox and pc it's sad that that's actually almost true <laughs> <laughs> it's time for law with not off Now, I thought, since we're going back on, been doing a bit on the um, the Vanguard, I thought, take it right back to the beginning, where Destiny started in the, uh, the Books of Sorrow. Now, the Books of Sorrow were written by Oryx. It's basically the history of the Hive and where they originated from. Now, these were originally obtained by, by collecting calcified fragments on the Dreadnought uh, back in Destiny 1. So let's start off with, what do you two know about the hive? I know that they live in a very weird place. It's it's got lots of nasty stuff everywhere. Um, I know that um, the longer that they live, the bigger they get. 
meaning size wise. That's why you have the little little uh, thralls that start off as like the little younglings, and then you have the big, massive headed freaking you know Savathun and all these giant freaking things. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I'm good. Right, Hive weren't originally called the Hive. They were known as the Krill. Now they they lived on a planet called the Fundament. Now they uh, it's a gas giant planet, and they, they worked out they weren't actually native to it. So let me just start reading some here. It's taken me two years, a quarter of our lives, but I found proof we aren't native to the Fundament. Our ancient ancestors came here to hide. The plate of stone we live upon. Our osmium court is one of a fragment of a rocky planet that crashed into the fundament and broke apart. All the other nearby continents, the helium drinkers, the bone plaza, the star cutters, came from the same world. Perhaps the other races are fundaments are migrants too. We live on the shrapnel of our homework, floating on an ocean deep inside a gas giant. That's what a fundament must be, a titanic gas planet. The endless storm above us must be one layer of the atmosphere and the sea we float on. There's more down beneath it, so much more. You understand what this means, Sathona. The timid truth is a lie. We aren't meant to be the world's prey. We weren't born to live and die in the dark. We have a better destiny. Tell our father, Sister Sathona, that this is a proof of his life's work. With love for your second birthday, your first surviving sister, Orash. Now, it's, it's basically the tale of three sisters. Sathona... Orash and Zivu Orath, uh, Zivu. Now, I don't believe. Sorry, you... what? What was that last one? Zivu Orath. Zivu Orath. That is a mouthful. Let's move on to my second card here. Now, this is going to actually last us over a few weeks uh, because this is this is an absolute mountain of information. Zyro, his name was. Sorry, and basically. They live on the. We've we've got the impression now they live on a planet that's actually quite harsh and very hard to live on. Okay. Now, predators and menaces carved to endure by Zyro, third surviving sister of the Osmium King's last brood. A Stormjoy. A Stormjoy is a living cloud. When it passes over our continent, it lowers its feeding tentacles. On each tentacle, there is a there are bait stars. Although light makes you happy, you must avoid it. You will be eaten. A storm joy is a good way for an old person to choose death. Also, a dark night can cut the bait stars from the tentacles. I have six. Falling. If you fall off the edge of a continent, you will die in the ocean. This is a special hazard when our father, the Osman King, uses the engines. Helium drinkers. The current of the Fundament Ocean brings us near other continents. The Helium Court is near us now. They are of our species, but they are our enemies. Their knights raid us every day. Helium drinkers have two legs, two arms, and three eyes, just like us, but they are bright and evil. I want to be a knight and fight them. The Helium drinkers, uh, uh, helium Drinker Ambassador ate ten of my sisters as tribute. This is normal. However, I resent it. Mothers. Mothers can fly. They live much longer than 10 years. Mothers are extremely smart and they guard their spawn. If you try to tamper with their, with their eggs, they will eat you. Sathona wants to eat the jelly and become a mother when she turns four. Storms. The rain is often poisonous. Sometimes it devolves, dissolves flesh. When lightning misses the lightning farm, it can vaporize a person. 
the entire world is deadly to us. Mysteries. Fundament is very large. We are the smallest things in it. If you don't understand something, it will probably kill you. My teacher, Teox, says this is why we have such short lives, so we can breed and adapt quickly. Moon waves. My sister, Orash, is afraid of moon waves. When she gets back from her expedition of the tungsten monoliths, I will ask her why. So, any questions so far? Um, yeah, okay. So, if they started off in a far-off world, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it that they've been living in our moon since before, long before the Golden Age, right? Yep. So, the hive are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years old. Wow. So all of this that you're talking about right now, all of this happened before they ate the moon? Yes. Long, long before they ate the moon. See, we have Orash, we have Sathona, and we have Zyro. We have the three sisters. Eventually, they will evolve and change names over time. Okay. So we have Orath, which will become Oryx. Okay. We have Sathona. Any guesses? Um, Savathun. Yeah, I was I was thinking of her name. <laughs> it was escaping me. But wait, you said the three sisters. Oryx is a female. They can change sex. They choose their sex. It said in that last one, their last verses, to become a mother, you eat the mother jelly. That that meant like 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 a matriarch hierarchy. I didn't know it was literally changing the sex. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and then you have. Zyro, who becomes Zivu or Wrath, which is your three hive gods. Okay. And out in the very beginning. And we also know they've got a very, very short life, up to 10 years. So they, they breed and then they, uh, they mature very quickly. They okay. also, by the sounds of it, eat each other as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and apparently it's commonplace too. But but what's the whole eating because of a sacrifice or not a sacrifice? Um, what did they say? Uh, when she ate the five sisters, and she said this was commonplace. She ate them for an offering. That's they would the word offering. offering to a visiting dignitary, basically of, of the helium drinkers. Oh, okay, okay, and then. The last person in this thing I'm going to introduce, and then next week I'll move on into this in further detail. For the consideration of the Helium Court, written in desperation, sealed secret, I am Teox, sterile mother, teacher to the children of the Osmian throne. As a mother, I live long. As a neuter, I can rise above the small battles of court politics. I alone see the patterns of survival. Alone I designed the great engines that move the Osmium court now. Alone I must, ask to, uh, I must act to save my kingdom. Senility has claimed my lord, the Osmian king. He is ten and mad. The study of ancient texts consumes him. Today he raves about moons above the storm. Tomorrow he will wander the hall speaking to his familiar, a dead white worm from the deep sea. He keeps it in a glass and he tends to it and neglects his duty as a king. The Osmian king has three surviving heirs, each two years old. Zyro, the youngest and bravest, who wants to be a knight. Sathona, the most clever, who wants to be a mother. Orash, navigator child who dreams of the infinite oceans. 
Tomorrow she will return from the tungsten monoliths. None of these are suitable heirs. None of them will protect the Osmium court from the howling fundament. Zyro can fight but not lead. Siphona can think but not fight. And Orash's curiosity will draw her away from duty. I fear for all future children. Soon the Osmium, Osmium king will lock himself in the royal orrery to study the moons. Gather your knights, O helium drinker, and invade our continent. Kill the three heirs. I will rule the Osmium court as your regent and build engines for you. And if I fail, let the Leviathan in the deep eat me. Written in grief, this hateful request, Teox, Osmium mother, neutered to watch. Already there, we've got someone who's planning to effectively carry out a coup to take over the kingdom. Right. So that's definitely Savathun, because they talk about how she likes to work in the background, and you don't know what move she's... I'm sorry? That's Teox. It's already said who it is. Oh, I must have missed that part because I, I was Teox I was more involved in your story than than the actual name. <laughs> Teox is their teacher. Gotcha. If you become a mother, you get granted longer life. Okay. So with that, she's actually been neutered as well. So she does doesn't have any children herself, but she has that longer life, and um, she is able to, uh, or as she says, actually elevate herself above the petty squabbles in the kingdom and she's seen a problem and thinks the only way she can do it is actually uh, any way she can deal with it is by actually committing regicide there and killing the king and his three heirs and right. ruling, ruling in their stead oh sounds like a plan regicide was one of the missions wasn't it in destiny it on the sure was to General. kill a king yeah now, i think that's also a good place to leave it until mm -hmm. till next time. And we can come up with a lot of questions for you. Yes, we can. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that not off. That's not a problem. So now it's time for a little bit of tips, tricks, guides, and builds. And this week, I thought I would focus on the Grandmaster Nightfalls that we now have in rotation. So Ikejin has a Grandmaster Nightfall guide for The Corrupted, A Garden World, The Festering Core, Strange Terrain, Lake of Shadows, and Savathun Song. So these are all individual ones, and I will link those. Choose Forever has a video on how to do the God Mode Sentinel glitch for all Nightfalls, and that's all included in one long video, so I'll include that. And then also this week, I tried out Choose Forever's Easy Infinite Surprise Attack glitch. Now, this is using a sidearm and some of the mods that you can get on this season's armor to enhance... Uh, how much damage you can output with a sidearm and this helps keep the buff on doing extra damage on the sidearm so it's a really good boss melter and he's got a video on it for how to do that and it definitely works i tried it out several times in nightfalls you just need a couple of tinctures from the dreaming city but he'll explain all that in his video and then I thought I'd go away and investigate a couple of good builds for Crucible next week with the Iron Banner coming back. And iFrostbolt has got a couple of good builds with a charged Crimson build. This is for a Titan using the One-Eyed Mask and the Crimson Exotic Hand Cannon and some of the mods that you can put on that. Works really well for him. So I think it, it, it's one I'm definitely going to be using next week. He's also got one for a charged Bad Juju build. Again, using a Titan, One-Eyed Mask and the Bad Juju Pulse Rifle. But then I thought, Hunters, Warlocks, you're being left out. iFrostbolt has also 
got one as a charged Prometheus Shade Step build for you hunters. And then Unstoppable has got the new best PvP Warlock build. So I thought I'd add those ones for Warlocks and Hunters to check out as well. Paticate Gamings has got How Much Resilience. Now, this is a really, really good in-depth video where he goes through all the different archetypes of hand cannons, pulse rifles, scout rifles, snipers, shotguns, everything you can kind of think of for how much resilience you can take and how much damage you can output, basically. So he's got a, a graph that he shows you about halfway through the video going over different archetypes and what, like, two headshots, one body, multiple body shots and one head and all the different tiers of that. He's, he's done a lot of work on this video and it's really worth checking out. So what you can kind of look for to kind of spec into for Crucible and either going against or actually being resilient against something. So it's really interesting. Also, he's a guest on Guardian Down podcast this week. So go and check him out on there. Cool Guy has got a video which, again, was a nice breakdown of Is Intelligence Broken? And I thought it was a really interesting video to watch because it, it poses a lot of questions that a lot of people ask about stacking mods and stacking abilities and and how much, you know, does it benefit you in trials, in just in regular Crucible, and how much it could possibly snowball the effect of teams winning. And it's a really good video to to watch. So I thought, go and check that one out. And then Cami Cakes, I came across this one. He's done a guide because he gets asked quite a lot about what he's doing in the Prophecy Dungeon. And he keeps telling people he's armor farming. And people are asking him questions like, why are you in the Prophecy Dungeon? Why are you not playing Trials? Why are you not doing Nightfalls? And he put a really good case for the fact that if you've got a good fire team and you're working really well, you can literally clear the end boss for the Prophecy Dungeon in about five minutes well his team did it in about five minutes and with that you get an armor drop guaranteed and he's got a way of switching his characters out and saving the checkpoint on a pc but you can do that on xbox and playstation with just kind of loading in one of your alternate characters getting the checkpoint making sure that you die so that you've you save that checkpoint and then swapping out to another character or the character that you want to use and come back and then once you finish the prophecy dungeon load it up on your alternate character bring in your friends and then swap out to the character that you want to come back in again as so you can keep it going as that but cami cakes puts a really good video together for how to do some farming and there's a couple of extra tips at the end which are really interesting and that's it for tips tricks guides and builds this week and I don't think anybody else has anything to add. So we might as well just close the show. So in the immortal words of parody. Thank you for joining us. Your titans have been parodying Night Demon. Your hunter is no one respawns in real life. Your law hunter, well, that's not off. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hopmile.com. You can contact us on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Two Titans and a Hunter. If you need raid help from the Guardian Hub or Guardian Downcast, that's lfg.frozen, that's frozen with a zero, dot party. We are here to offer raid hindrance, trials hurt and giggling, nothing more, nothing less. Find all your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live and Respawn on PC. Watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. This is me, Signing out. Deuces. 
I'll catch you later. Cheers, guys. Goodbye. I can't see you there. Oh, this is the longest line in the whole freaking city. Oh, no. There we go. <laughs> right as I say that, it changes. See, guys, all you need to do is complain, and things work out for you. Yeah.